Hello and welcome to another Substance on Substance. I'm Phil Graham, Head of the Economic Substance Analysis at Harneys in the BVI, joined again by Josh Mongeau. Hi everybody. We attended today a, a fantastic presentation um, sponsored by BVI Finance at the glorious Maria's by the Sea, for those of you who have enjoyed its delights on Tortola. It was chaired by uh, Robert Bryant, who's uh, chair of uh, BVI Finance, and we had a really interesting panel to listen to. Um, we had Latoya James there, who's director, head of the ITA, um, Lisa Penn Letsam in a new role um, as executive director of international business, uh, Neil Smith as the transitioning executive director of international business, and we also had a surprise guest, which was the Premier himself. Um, and it was an absolute pleasure to, uh, to hear them all speak today. For those of you that couldn't make it along, uh, we're here to give you a quick summary of some of the items that were discussed. And also obviously let you know that you missed a fantastic breakfast, some lovely fresh fruit as well. Um, but without further ado, I want to sort of hand over to Josh to really give you key points um, that came out from today. There shouldn't be any surprises in it, um, but I think it's really helpful because it's the first sort of public proclamation since the since the rules came out last week. So, uh, Josh, over to you. Thanks, Phil. Um, yeah, the, it was a really useful session. It was quite uh, action-packed and it was a very um, packed house at Maria's. Uh, the The focus was on the, the final rules, obviously, which have been published and to explain where the changes um, came from between the, the code from April and, and the final version. Um, and then also to kind of give a roadmap to industry of what to expect coming coming down the line towards the end of this year. The first point to note is there will be a, a version two of the rules with some amendments. We're not expecting these to be truly seismic or to displace people's classifications, but there will be some information in there around amendments to the, to the companies um, and partnership laws in the BVI we expect to do with the um, the striking off regime and some other some other kind of consequential changes that flow from how the economic substance regime works. That version two of the rules we've been told is going to need to be approved by the European Union as well. So it's possible we'll see some some comments there. There is an amendment number three to the beneficial uh, ownership and secure search system legislation, which is going through the House of Assembly, we think, um, uh, which is the 17th of October. That should be passed very quickly, and it's effectively to bring the BOSS legislation into line with what we're already seeing in the rules. So it's a it's a very technical change and not, not something really to excite most people listening to this podcast. That, that will then make sure that the, the legislation matches what we're seeing in the final rules. More interestingly, the ITA has confirmed our position um, that we've consistently been putting out in these presentations that every legal entity, as that's defined under legislation, is going to have to state whether or not it carries on any relevant activities and, if so, which ones, or make a nil return, effectively saying, no, I don't do anything, um, even if it is then going to go on to, to claim tax non-residence. That's for various reasons. Um, there are some of the rules, for example, around tax residence that can't work mechanically unless uh, you ask the questions in that way. That's actually helpful clarification from a system design perspective for people listening in the BVI, like registered agents. And it also confirms our expectation that we think that's a filing a company or an entity is going to have to make every year um, to effectively make the data that's ultimately being presented back to the tax authorities more, more robust and make sure that people have, have thought about this on an ongoing basis. Um, with that in mind, the ITA was very clear that there is now an ongoing obligation on all um, affected legal entities, that all BVI companies, 
to have identified whether or not they have a relevant activity from the 1st of October 2019, that is now in effect. Um, they are encouraging people to take legal advice um, if they're unsure about their identification um, of what those activities are, because that cannot be done by your BVI registered agent. That is something that the entity has to do itself, and it may need to take advice to, to do that. Um, the ITA has been very clear, as we said before, that they're going to expect uh, entities to have a very clear paper trail uh, setting out the basis for their classification and if necessary kind of cross-referring to any advice that they've taken. Helpfully they did say that they would then consider that you know relying on that advice would would give you a, a reasonable excuse under the BOSS legislation if you know the ITA comes along and challenges your view they, they may impose a, a fine um, or, or investigate the entity but they probably wouldn't pursue the entity at that stage under the under the BOSS legislation, which imposes a, a kind of more onerous sanction for failing to identify what the entity is doing. They are making it clear that their view is that entities have had the primary legislation for, you know, all of this year and the draft code from April. So in most cases, people should have classified themselves on the basis of, of that available information. There are not that many changes in the final version of the rules, as we've said. They did say that if somebody's been wrong-footed effectively by a change between the April version and the October version, then they would take that into account when considering if there was a reasonable excuse not to have classified yourself. So, for example, the, the new Rule 5 has got a change in it, um, which, which could have affected some peer equity holding entities. That's quite a narrow category. Um, so that was all helpful clarification and effectively reinforced what we've been saying previously. Phil, I'm going to hand back to you because we've been told we do expect some more kind of industry communication around um, collective investment vehicles and funds generally. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, th- th- there are ongoing conversations around that. As as I think most people know, the BVI is currently on a grey list um, because it is waiting further instructions on CIVs, on collective investment vehicles. That's alongside Cayman, alongside Bermuda, alongside the Bahamas. Um, I'm, I'm very aware um, as chair of the Investment Funds Association that both both public and private sector are, are beavering away on, on, on what that will look like and what that will mean. I very much expect to be able to provide an update on the funds um, world later on this year. For the moment, we, when, when looking at classifications of funds, you know, please do speak to us. Uh, very happy to have those conversations. Uh, and as I say, there should be some clarification in the sort of public sector coming up fairly soon. Thanks, Phil. And absolutely something that funds should not be worrying about, but there are then going to be the changes. We've also been told to the um, the beneficial ownership boss system. We should have an outline of those before January because obviously registered agents and entities are going to need to know what what information and what data they're going to need to be submitting to their registered agent for for next year when the reporting kind of really really starts in earnest in 2020. We've been told that the the, the exact periods around that are going to be set out in some new regulations to be published and so that should also become clearer in in rules version version 2 but effectively the expectation is that entities will have six months to give that information to their registered agent after the end of the the relevant financial period you know whenever that ends because that that can move around uh, depending on various factors. There was also one question from the floor and perhaps a point we just need to clarify whether or not the fact that you might require economic substance requires a trade license or some other sort of license in the BVI. The answer to that depends. If you're carrying on a relevant activity and you're not claiming non-residence then you are either a pure equity holding entity, in which case the answer is probably no, because you're just going to be um, relying on your registered agent, your registered office provider in many cases. That does not require a trade license of itself because those entities, your your RA or RO provider, should already be licensed appropriately. Again, if you have BVI professional directors, those should be 
per person's um, employed by a licensee already. Conversely, if you are one of the other types of relevant activity and you're actually going to need to have boots on the ground effectively in the, in the BVI, then that will require some form of license. If you're a banking business, an insurance business or a fund management business, then you should already have a license under the financial services legislation that applies to you. If you're one of the other types and you're going to be bringing people into the BVI, that's great, but you will need a trade license and work permits. And the, the key message from um, Premier Foy was that the, the BVI government is effectively standing ready to help you with that. The uh, Labour and Immigration Departments will be lined up basically to make that process as smooth and efficient as possible. There was also some helpful guidance on liquidations, um, so entities which were in, in liquidation and what exactly their compliance and reporting obligations look like. But I think we're going to do a, a different session on that to get into that in, in more detail. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that was a particular hot topic um, in and around uh, liquidations um, and, and, and striking off and, and other aspects around that. So we'll, uh, we'll hopefully touch on that next week. But for now, thanks very much. Thanks very much, everyone.